Welcome to Peg Plants Podcast, brought to you by Peggy Riccio, a horticulturist and garden speaker, writer, and podcaster in Northern Virginia. Peg Plants Podcast provides news about gardening events, books, plants, and products for the Mid-Atlantic gardening community. The cicadas are coming. I've spotted them in my garden in Northern Virginia. There seems to be a cicadia mania this time around, though. Check out cicadiasafari.org. This website has information on cicadas, and you can download an app to take photos of your sightings. This is a citizen scientist effort created by Dr. Jean Kritsky, working with the Center for IT Engagement at Mount St. Joseph University in Cincinnati. So join the Cicada Safari to help track the emergence of the Brood X this time. Download the free app from the Apple Store app or Google Play and then take photos and submit them to the app and they will be posted on the live map. And then there's the friendtocicadas.org with educational materials, frequently asked questions, and merchandise such as t-shirts, mugs, water bottles, and stickers with images of the cicadas on them. Everybody just seems to be going wild with these cicadas and selling merchandise and doing apps and tracking them and providing information. Wait till they see what hits them. In the news is the National Garden Bureau is launching the Ask the Experts Consumer Webinar Series from April through November. Each bi-weekly event will focus on a specific class or type of plant. And there are currently 15 Ask the Expert sessions scheduled. Topics like hydrangeas, herbs, hardy hibiscus, combination containers for fall, monarda, and other perennials. So these sessions will be recorded and posted on the National Garden Bureau's YouTube channel and website if you're not able to attend. These are free. Feel free to attend just one of the entire series. Visit ngb.org for more information. This month in April, Botanical Interest, a seed company with a great catalog and website, is offering free shipping to celebrate National Garden Month. This excludes Alaska and Hawaii, though, so check out Botanical Interest. And here in D.C., Dumbarton Oaks will open to the public again May 15th after being closed probably this entire COVID time. It feels like it's been a year now. It's in Georgetown. And it was designed by Beatrix Ferrand. It's a beautiful garden. And there's always been an admission fee, but now it's going to be time ticketing because of the pandemic. But I'm really glad they're opening up. I really miss that beautiful garden. The New York Botanical Garden has opened its Kusama Cosmic Nature Exhibit. This is the art of Yayo Kusama, who is a Japanese artist. And there are very interesting YouTube videos about her too. So check those out. But her art is more like experiences and they're going to be very large sculptures at the New York Botanical Garden. Her work was here in DC a few years ago at the Hirshhorn Museum. You might remember the large orange and black polka dotted pumpkin that was on the Hirshhorn grounds in DC. But visit the New York Botanical Garden website for more information about this exhibit. So this is what's coming up this week. So this Friday the 16th Online lecture, You Can Garden for Life, Adaptive Gardening Tips with Tony Gatoni at the U.S. Botanic Garden. Also on Friday, Native Plants for Wet Conditions, Master Gardeners in Northern Virginia. On Saturday, Desktop Orchids, How to Grow Them in Less Than Optimal Environment, New York Botanical Garden. On Saturday and Sunday is the Leesburg Flower and Garden Festival, free and in person at Leesburg, Virginia. 
on 17th Saturday Wild and Scenic Film Festival, Ladue Topiary Gardens. From the 17th through the 24th, Saturday through Sunday, is the Garden Club of Virginia's Historic Garden Week. So this is a ticketed event in person where you can see public and private gardens throughout the Commonwealth of Virginia. On the 18th Sunday, all about terrariums and vivariums, New York Botanical Garden. On the 18th Sunday, afternoon tea, lessons from great gardeners, Longwood Gardens. On the 20th Tuesday, perennial fruits for the home garden, Phipps Conservatory. On the 21st Wednesday, sustainable landscape design, Longwood Gardens. On the 21st Wednesday, webinar, creating communities with our insect neighbors, Ecological Landscape Alliance. And on the 21st Wednesday, Earth Day for HOA's Native Plants for the Home Garden, Loudoun Wildlife Conservancy. Two new books. One is Sustainable Gardening, Grow a Greener, Low-Maintenance Landscape with Fewer Resources by Vincent Simeon, Cool Springs Press. And Vincent is an experienced lecturer, instructor, horticultural consultant, and author of books and magazine articles. His education and training is in the field of ornamental horticulture. He is the director of the Planting Fields Arboretum State Historic Park in New York. The next book is A Thousand and One Gardening Tips and Tricks, Timeless Advice for Growing Vegetables, Flowers, Shrubs, and More by Mary Rose Quigg, Skyhorse Publishing. Mary is a best-selling author who has raised five children in Ireland while working as a cook in several restaurants. Over the years, she's accumulated a collection of hints and tips from friends and families, especially her mother. Over a decade ago, she moved with her husband and two children to France, where they run a busy restaurant in the countryside. So this would be an interesting book to read. So I just discovered a new twist to a native iris. Iris versicolor is an iris that can be in water. It is a marginally aquatic plant that blooms blue-purple flowers, typical of iris flowers, but more flat. And sometimes it's called a blue flag. A flag here is a Middle English word for flag, F-L-A-G-G-E, which means rush or reed. Now this species has green sword-shaped foliage, just like regular bearded irises, but the purple flame has outer eggplant purple colored leaves, which makes this a very striking plant because you see a lot of purple in a, usually a very watery area. This particular coloring was discovered by a staff gardener at Mount Cuba Center, a public garden. So check out Iris Versicolor Purple Flame for purple colored iris plant. The public can buy this retail at Spring Hill Nursery. So this product that I'm about to describe is an ingenious way to compost invented by ecological designer Andrew Ham DeVries, who's in Australia, but you can purchase these in the United States. So a subpod is an in-ground composting system that relies on earthworms. So you put your food waste in a bin, which is submerged into the earth and has holes in it and there's about four inches that are above ground about 12 inches below ground and so the earthworms go in and out of the holes start to decompose all of your food waste the four inches above ground allows for air vents and so this is an aerobic system 
And the earthworms are theoretically already in your soil and going in there and breaking down the food. And then when you need to have compost, you just lift the lid. It's sort of like a bench that's submerged into the soil. The whole thing is about 29 inches long, 17 inches wide, and 16 inches tall. It's about 44 pounds. It's made from plastic. So you bury it into the soil with a few inches above ground for ventilation, or you can actually put it in a large galvanized tub with soil around it for the earthworms. And then it can also be like a bench, like you could sit on it. This is a very interesting way to compost, but then also have it actually like in your garden or maybe even on your patio. And still it would look like a bench and you wouldn't know what it was. So check it out, go to subpod.com. Well, that's a wrap. To learn more, visit pegplant.com, an online resource for gardening in the DC metro area. Sign up for the Pegplant's Post newsletter and follow Pegplant on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Links to what I've mentioned are in the show notes and payment has not been accepted for anything. However, you can provide support by subscribing to Pegplant's podcast. See you next week.